Welcome back to the Get More Podcast, where we're going to get you more money, more marketing, more business strategy, more community, and just more of the good stuff that you need in your life every day. All right, y'all, welcome back. So I have another exciting guest, and she is coming to us once again from across the pond. Y'all, I am living for international guests right now because they are living in a whole other world, essentially, than me here living it up in America, in this pandemic, and all of the craziness. And, you know, it just sounds so refreshing to not be here. So I'm super excited to get to chat with somebody who gets to have a totally different experience with a different perspective on all these things and how really we're able to connect in all of these ways through the magic of social media, through in entrepreneurship, and just like, you know, being badass ladies living life. So I am so excited. I have Miss Akila Brown on. And if you just want to tell us your story, who you are, how you got here, tell me so many fun things. I stalked your website a tiny bit, but I just want to hear from you. Oh, thank you so much, Cassie, for such an amazing introduction. I'm so, so happy to be here. Um, as Cassie said, my name is Akila Brown. I'm a life and mindset coach for female entrepreneurs. Now, when I got started into coaching, it wasn't the thing I wanted to do when I was younger. It just wasn't. I was interested in psychology, but you know, it wasn't something I wanted to enter into. And roughly about 11 years ago, I went back to my secondary school. You guys would call it high school in America. I went back and saw my head teacher, so the principal, and he sat me down in his office and he was talking to me about what I was like when I was 16 years old and about how bubbly I was, how creative I was, how intelligent I was. He said, you know, I got into trouble sometimes, but I was pretty creative. And, you know, how were you using creativity in your role now? which I wasn't. He asked me, you know, are you enjoying your job? What, is, what kind of challenges are you having from your job? Which I wasn't, I wasn't enjoying it either. And you know, he, he started to ask me tons of questions. And the more I reflected on the questions is the more I realized how far I had removed myself from that 16 year old girl. And at the time I was single parent, my young son, he was about three months old at the time. And I just wasn't in a very, very good place at all. And that conversation sparked the interest in coaching because from then I went into personal development. Well, actually, what do I like? Where has my creativity gone? How can I bring the spark back to my life and into the work I do as well? And that's where my love of coaching and personal development started from. I love that. And it's so, it's like crazy. Like, cause I met some of my high school teachers again when I was in college and I went back and they were like, oh, we can have these like open, honest conversations. Like, what are you even doing? And I was not anything I thought I would be doing. And that didn't necessarily like lead me into coaching, but they were like, well, why are you doing something that doesn't make you happy? And so that kind of got the gears turned. Well, how can I start moving towards that? So I love that you were like, I went back and I talked to these people and you were, you know, actually, that's a good point. What does make me happy? Because we get so disconnected from that, moving into being responsible adults, just trying to pay bills and be a parent and like make everything work that we're just so focused on like, well, we just have to get by. We just have to do whatever we have to do. And we just let that side of us go. 
And I just, I don't want to bring that back for as many people as possible. And it doesn't matter what your age is or what you've been doing. Like you can reconnect with the things that make you happy and you can do those things. So from there, was that like your defining moment when you were like, I need to start your business or did that come as you were like going into personal development? You were like, actually, this is great. I can, I need to help other people. I need to share this. Sometimes I feel like I shove personal development down everyone I know's throat because I'm like, you guys, it's going to change your life. Just listen to me for like two seconds. I can help you. I promise. Yeah. Everything you said is right. I mean, with personal development, once you start on that journey, you never want to stop. And everyone you come across, it's like, just I promise you, if you just listen to this or read this book, it will give you some kind of insight that will change your life. So at that point, I I started the personal development on myself first and I changed careers. I mean, I was working in administration. I was an office manager and I've worked as a PA and I was like, no, I need to do something else. So I changed my career and actually started to work with young people first. And as I was working with young people, some of them were homeless, had just come out of prison. I found that the system, it set them up to, to help them, but they still were told what to do by other people. There was no autonomy there. So I thought, okay, well, if I take those questions I was asked by my head teacher and I actually asked the children these questions, what impact would that have? And the impact was amazing. They had autonomy. They were actually able to start thinking about themselves in a different way from through a different perspective, looking at their lives through a different lens. And then what I noticed from off the back of that is working with young people is fabulous, but then the adults around them still had the same perspectives as before. So the more conversations I had with the adults about their mindset, their perspectives, all of that, all of that stuff, is the more I realized, well, actually, adults also need support. And the more I started working with more adults, is the more I realized that actually my tribe are the women like me who are in those jobs but they want more. They want to have their own businesses. They want to bring more money into their lives. They want to have a greater impact. How can I work more with them? And um, throughout the years, and I'm, I'm fast forwarding a little bit now, throughout the years, you know, I was, I was doing this kind of work, but I was still doing the coaching that people expected me to do, you know? So I was doing quite a lot of empowerment stuff. And a few years later, I found a couple of lumps in my throat. And I went to the hospital and they did tests and everything. And they they think it's an autoimmune disease. It still hasn't been identified particularly, but it is, they think it's an autoimmune disease. And I'm convinced it's because I spent a lot of time actually holding back on my creativity, holding back on my self-expression and living under labels that everyone thought that I should live under. So I decided, well, I need to start doing something about this. Health isn't a joke. And once your health goes, then there's so many other things that started to go wrong in your life as well. How can I make myself better? So I started to express myself more. I decided that I wanted to become a mindset coach. I wanted to help people to move the beliefs, negotiate the beliefs and move around them and just put them, part them to one side for a moment or use them as stepping stones to get to their next level. I wanted to help them to realize that they have so much potential But a lot of the times it's the beliefs you have about yourself that hold you back. And whilst I was doing this work with the ladies, I was doing a lot of this work on my own as well. So even though my whole career started from 
that meeting with my head teacher, it's been an 11 year journey up until now. And it, it's been amazing. It really has. There's just so much goodness to unpack there. Working with those youths who are in that jailed, a homeless situation, because it is absolute garbage here in the States. The pipeline, the school to prison pipeline that we basically have, because it's all for profit and it's just all absolute horrible nonsense where there's no, there's not even like really good programs. So there's definitely none of that autonomy. Kids are going to jail early on and then getting out and being like, well, what, what am I supposed to do? And there's no one there to be, you can actually do something more. So like doing that work is absolutely incredible. And I commend that. And I'm proud of that. And I love that. And I want more for that because kids are literally our future and working with the adults who shape those children is going to change everything. I cannot even imagine what my life would be like if my parents had at any point been like, Let's feed some personal development or like focused and like you're able to do that for your kids now be like, this is what you there's infinite potential. There is the world is available to us. You just have to be. I would like to do that and not put those labels on yourself and hold that back. And that affected your health. And y'all, we have one body to live in until we figure out how to become robots. We have one body and one life. And if you aren't taking care of yourself, it sucks, but no one else is really going to take care of you the way that you are allowed to take care of yourself. So knowing and stepping into that, absolutely phenomenal. I love it. And you're just going to keep going from here. So when it comes to what you did at the beginning of your business to now, how has like evolved with your clients? Was there something that you focused on in the beginning that now you're like, actually, this is really your priority. And then it expands from there. How does that go for you now? Okay. So right at the beginning, I was a very general life coach, you know, and I, I helped everybody with everything. And what I learned pretty quickly about business is that you actually have to have some kind of focus. And if you don't have the focus, it's very easy to burn out, but it's also very easy for your clients to become confused about what it is you actually do. So at the moment, I'm a mindset coach and I focus very much about helping ladies to navigate through that feeling of imposter syndrome into a place of where they can use their genius in their business to make it enjoyable, fulfilling and profitable as well. So that's where that's where I've moved to now, you know, the, there's a much greater focus in comparison to what there was before. Yeah, imposter syndrome's a bitch y'all and it's going to happen to everyone there's i used to feel a lot of kind of like shame around that being like i who am i to talk on this yes i have all these experiences and yes i've done all this work and i know that i can do it but there's always somebody that's better and you're like but i'm not them and you're gonna feel that and you are allowed to feel that and when that kind of comes up for me I look to people who are doing the work that i want to be doing at the level i am and i'm well how did they get there because they got there therefore i I can definitely get there because as soon as somebody else does it, boom, ceiling's broken. You can go and you will be able to do that for more people. But it's getting past that, that wall of like, 
oh no. And I feel like that is really one of those things that stops people like dead in their tracks. And they're like, I want to do something, but I'm not going to be good enough to do that. Is that one of the biggest things that you see holding people back? Or are there other things that you really are like, we get this right. And it might not be smooth sailing forever, but we're going to be on a better path going forward for it. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the things that come up around imposter syndrome, because I've, I've had it myself and I, it's still there sometimes, you know, and it's normal and it's nothing to be ashamed of. But with the ladies I work with, um, perfectionism is one of those things that come up where everything has to be perfect before you take that next step. And the question I ask the ladies is, well, how will you know when you reach perfection? What would that be like? Because, you know, we tend to have this idea of, oh, it's got to be perfect, but we don't have any tangible ideas of what perfection actually is. And when you delve into it, you start to realize that perfection doesn't exist. And it's about taking action that's not perfect, taking imperfect action, you know, start before you're ready, that kind of thing. I also see ladies who have, they have blocks around success. Who am I to be this successful? Why would someone like me be as successful as that lady over there? You know, look where I come from. Um, I've never been rich. I've never, I come from a family who've never been to university or to college. Um, I come from a family where everyone works really hard. What makes me any different? And so it's working around those blocks around success, fear of success, which is a huge thing. Um, having that perfectionism that everything has got to be just perfect, otherwise they're not moving forward. And that comparing themselves to everyone as well. And it's so easy to do. I mean, you get into business you're within your first few months and you're comparing yourself to someone who's been in business for 10 years. And the thing about social media at the 10 year stage, they'll show you their highlight reel. They haven't shown you how many times they've failed and started again, or how many times they've cried at night and then succeeded the following day. They don't show you all of that part of the journey. You know, they show you just the highlights of it. And I feel that imposter syndrome, when you have that, you compare yourself so much more to everybody and it's just understanding that, you know, it's normal to feel like an imposter, particularly if you're new at something, that it's it's very, very normal. It's also worth remembering that we get better through practice. We get better through action. And it's important to know the value that you and your products and your services provide in comparison, you know, because I hear a lot of, oh, charge your worth. No, it's about knowing the value and the transformation that you provide. And that will help your confidence in business as well. Absolutely. You can't get past any of those blocks if you don't even start. You'll you'll never be ready. And I yep. used to say the same thing when I was like, I'm going to start doing any of this stuff. I'm going to start once I have taken all the courses, I have made the most beautiful thing that I've not even told anyone that I'm doing. I have told no one that I'm doing this. I'm just like, I'm going to, I'm going to be so good when I launch this thing that nobody has any idea about, because I have decided that I'm going to work on it for like eight months in silence being like, yeah, no, I'm not like I'm doing some stuff, but starting taught me more than the eight months that I spent prepping for it. Because then you're like, oh, this is the real, this is the real thing. Okay, cool. I made something that nobody needed. Awesome. If I had been like, hey guys, I'm working on this thing months ago, they'd be like, you know, we don't really need that, but we need this other thing. And then that was the thing that I actually 
made later and was like, oh, I sold the thing that people needed because I talked about what they needed. You won't ever get, you can hire all of the coaches in the entire world and you can read every single book. But if you do not put your idea out into the world for other people to welcome in, you will just stay stuck. And it is the scariest thing in the entire world to click submit on that first post to tell people what you have to offer. But all of the fears that come up around that, you, you're probably not going to die. I'm just going to say that. like You're probably not going to die if you click submit on the Instagram post telling people. And you can literally delete it later and be like, oh, you know, never mind. Telling people will probably not hurt you. It will just get you feedback into where you can actually go. And that is uh, both terrifying and thrilling at the same time, because stepping into what you're actually really excited about is awesome. And very rarely is there nobody who is going to be supportive of you. Very, very rarely does any, does every single person in your world be like, that is a dumb idea. No one wants that. Like, cause there's, there's billions of people y'all like there's billions of people who need some stuff. There's somebody out there who needs exactly what you're offering, exactly who you are in your experience that they can't get from somebody else. They literally just can't get it from anybody else, which is great because we are all individuals. Early on in business, what do you think was one of the most painful lessons that you learned getting into the industry? What was one of the hardest things that you probably had to go through? Oh, there were so many lessons. Um, I think there's two big lessons that really stand out to me. The first is to hire a coach and take action. Um, I had coaches, but I don't feel as though I was as serious about coaching. Being coached is what I am now, what I have been over the past few years. But to begin with, um, I had more like business consultants that would let me know about the figures I'd need to achieve and how many units of this I'd need to sell. But what I didn't invest in was someone to work on my mindset because you can have strategies from here until next year. But if you are self-sabotaging and you're holding yourself back, then it impacts your business success as well. So investing in a good coach or a mentor that can also help you with your mindset as well as your business strategy will be amazing. And the second thing is to get help. Um, when you're starting out in business and you're really new, you know, sometimes funds can be really low. So you tend to do everything yourself. And what I've found is that there are cheaper ways of actually bringing someone into your business to help you. The, the danger of doing everything yourself all the time and not necessarily paying attention to why you're doing that is that it could become, well, this is my business. I will keep everything close to me. I will do it all. I don't trust anyone with anything. And I want to keep it all close, keep my cl cards close to my chest. And the danger of that is, is that it's difficult to scale. You know, for me, I, I am not a great designer at all. And I've had to hire people to design lead magnets and some of my social media for me and my website because I wouldn't be able to do it. And bringing in help actually helps you to, to focus on what it is that you are good at, to focus on your zone of genius. Yes, in the beginning, you might have to do many things yourself, but it's also really cost-effective ways of having people help you. So for example, um, the local colleges and universities in England, 
we have interns where people can come and work with you for for free where they can come along and work um, and they can help you we use fiverr as well i think i don't know if you have fiverr in the states yeah, we do, so that, yeah. that's really low cost as well where you can yes. have people find things for you and that's helped me so many times so getting a coach and having help within the beginning of your business it, it's just it's amazing and one thing that's like really helped me since I guess since I'm still within the first couple of years of my business is getting into Facebook groups that have other coaches and I've literally swapped services. So I'm like a money coach. I help people get out of debt, plan, save money. So I've definitely been, I could not design a website to save my life. I tried, I tried desperately. I cried about it because I could not get these colors to work. And then this girl was like, oh, I can like design it. And like, probably like, you know, like a day, can you help me like make a budget for the next six months and help me plan my wedding? And I was like, yes, I can do that. I can do that. Cause that will also take me like a day to do that. So really like if you're super strapped for cash and you're like a new coach, get with other new coaches because then you can be each other's testimonials. I'll always invest when you can, but like if you can't and you know that you're going to be able to help somebody else out on the same level that they are you helping this girl plan her wedding financially, I feel like I got a better bargain of it because I didn't have to format anything, which was great for me. So there's some parts where I'm like, I feel like I got the better end of this deal, but we're going to go with it. So there's always kind of things like that. And then definitely Fiverr, getting somebody to teach me how to, I had a VA who helped me learn how to finally do my own like email templates, marketing things, because that also, I was just spending too much time on it. And you'll find that I wanted, I wanted to do everything myself because I'm, I can do it. I can do it. All these other people are doing all of it by themselves. No, they is not. They are hiring out and they are focusing on what they're good at. And that's really what we should be doing. Because honestly, if that is literally what they're coaching on and that is what they're doing, like if they are good at website things, that's what they want to be doing. That is literally what they want to be doing. They don't want to be doing the other stuff either. So don't ever think that you have to do all of it. There are there are ways to do it that are free, that are cheap, that investing in yourself, you will very rarely ever go wrong. Even if even if you invest in something and it wasn't like the 10 out of 10 experience, very rarely did you not learn something. And if you did, if it wasn't a great experience, you now know what to look for going forward when you do things like that because we'll all have at least one coach who we thought was going to be a really great fit who wasn't and that taught me more about what i needed than anything else i was like oh i don't need someone to hand me strategy i need someone who can support me through that because i can follow a strategy i can however not handle crying three days into my launch, constantly thinking that the world is ending. I need someone to be like, you're literally fine. You're fine. Just but let's let's pull back. Let's take some deep breaths. And then you know what happened? Literally met with her. Next day, signed like four people. I was like, well, cool, cool, cool. Maybe maybe I should have done that in the first place. Maybe I should have called you on day one while I was hysterical. Not like day three. But investing in yourself, I just don't think you can go wrong. Cause again, you have to live with you. You were, you live inside your head. So you might as well be nice to yourself inside your head. Absolutely. And I love the, the swapping services. I've done the same thing as well. 
And you know, especially when you've got people who do things are different to you. So as you said, website design, that would have taken that lady a day to do. That would have taken me a month. So <laughs> being able just to swap services like that is, is such a cost-effective way of getting that help at the beginning of your business. I love that. And then you're like, and you have like a new friend. Like you've now like connected and you're kind of like in each other's networks from there where it's like, well, this is my website. This is my girl. Go check her out and things like that. I feel like that's so important as, as here for moderate, healthy competition as I am, all of the people around you who are also coaches, even the coaches who are in the same space as you, they're not your competition. You do not have to be better than anybody else. You do not have to talk bad about other people to, you know, be like, I am the number one in my industry and you will never get results with anybody else. I see that on some people. They're like, I have the best. And I'm like, do you have the best everything? I don't think you do. And you saying you have the best is so off-putting, like offer what you have to offer and be confident and proud of that. But there's no reason to like rag on that somebody else wouldn't be able to do that for you. I, I see that a lot more in coaching now. And I'm just, what are we doing, guys? What are we doing? We don't need to do that. No, we can't. We can't do that. And, you know, we don't need to dim someone else's light to make our light shine. There's so many amazing coaches. And even if we are coaching the same thing, our approaches might be different. Our personality is going to be different. The magic we bring to the session, our experiences, everything will be different. So it's kind of, it's difficult to compare yourself to someone else and to rubbish someone else like another coach. I don't agree with that either. You know, what you bring is unique and it should be your magic, your special source that you bring to those sessions. And there is no one else like you anyway. And if you really want to get into an industry that hates on everybody else, just, I guess, go back to corporate America and become a hedge fund investor. You can hate everybody then because your whole <laughs> life is just undercutting other people. If, if you're thinking about starting your own business and you want to change lives and impact other people, just start and know that you, as you are and as you grow, is what is the most valuable thing to those people, sharing your journey, sharing your experience. But you have to just start to do that, y'all. So just start like day one. It doesn't matter how messy it is. It doesn't matter how not perfect you think it is. It does not matter what anybody else's day one looks like. It's your day one. And you can compare your day one to your day, oh, I got to make up like day thousand. You can compare those two things and be like, oh, I've learned a lot and I'm doing great. And I'm glad I started because even if you fail, fail forward. You learn something. You failed, you learn some stuff. You get to try different things. You don't have to be stuck in the same thing. And that's what I love about coaching and entrepreneurship. If I messed up in like my hotel job, there's whatever, just don't do that again. I didn't really learn anything. I was just, okay, moving on like this. I'm like, okay. I can grow as a person. This is how I can interact. This is how I can do better. This is how I can up-level the job. This is how I can bring more. And being able to continuously better yourself and then continuously better other people, there's nothing better, y'all. And you can do that in anything, in your coaching, in products, all of it. Really, running your own business is the biggest personal development journey you'll probably ever go on, ever 
You know, you've got to have that resilience. You get taught lessons where you have to bounce back. Your products, your services will impact people's lives regardless of what they are. You'll learn how to connect with people in meaningful ways, maintain relationships, handle money, work on your mindset, work on your bounce back. There's so many things that you will learn whilst being an entrepreneur. And it's important what you said, Cassie, of make today your day one, you know, comparing your day one to one's day thousand, you know, that's their day thousand. They haven't showed you what it was like for their day one. This is your day one. And the only way you're going to learn is to get started. And we hear that phrase all the time, you know, fail forward and fail quickly as well. And you do that by trying things and just experimenting. I had a talk with one of my clients a couple of weeks ago, and we were talking about the fear of failure and how heavy that can feel sometimes of getting started and you know, you just feel really heavy. But what would happen if we reframed that and looked at entrepreneurship as an experiment? And when we're in school, you know, you'll sit in your science lessons and the teacher will help you to experiment your right hypothesis. You'll say what you predict might happen, what might not happen, you'll do the experiment. And if the experiment proves you wrong, we don't then give up and say, well, I'm not going back to school again. Or you don't cry and say, well, you know, I hate school and I've come back because of this one experiment. But that's what people tend to think will happen in business, that if you if you prove yourself wrong at some point or you fail at something that it's time to go home when it isn't, it's a learning curve. And it's just something that you can use to tweak your hypothesis for the next experiment in business. That's how I like to look at it. Just throw as much spaghetti at the wall and see what sticks. Because when, at least for me, like when I had the idea to like start what I do, I had so many freaking ideas. I was like, oh, I can do this and this and this. And so I tried to do all of them in some capacity and was, okay, this resonated. Okay, I'm really good at this. Okay, people want this. Okay, here's how I can package it. And it was a lot of just throwing things out to see what would be well-received. And I didn't, like, there were things where I was like, that was such a good idea. Why did no one like it? But then at the same time, I was like, well, this other idea that people did like was also my idea. So I don't have bad, bad ideas. That idea just didn't work. And I always think of the really, like, my fancy iPhone. The iPhone 12 Pro Max did not just magically appear there have been so many, so many people, so many ideas, so much technology that had to go into the very first iPhone that did not just appear. Like they did not just be like, oh, here, perfect. We got it right the first time. No, you like almost everything in your home, when you look at it, very rarely is it the first draft of an idea that even post-it notes were not the first thing. Post-it notes were an accident. Y'all, post-it notes were an accident. They were like, oh, we got all this extra paper and this sticky stuff. And somebody was like, well, I've just been like putting the sticky stuff on this paper and it worked. And they just tried some stuff. We would not have post-it notes if somebody hadn't tried and been like, yeah, this is great. And then other people were like, actually, yeah, that's a great idea. Accidental ideas can become incredible, but you have to have like you have to like be like, I'm gonna try it. You just mm-hmm. have to try it. Maybe you will have the next posted idea for a product, for a service, anything like that. You just have to start. Like Apple, Jeff Bezos started Amazon as a bookstore, y'all. 
Like mm-hmm. Amazon used to buy how you bought online books and that was it. And here we are today. Uh, so looking at other people's success, when you see it be like they had to start and they had to fail and they had to try a whole heck of a lot of things and that does not make them any different than you like you have that same opportunity to be like oh I can start I can try this new idea yeah just go for it because the only way your idea will never come to full fruition and excitement and change lives is if you keep it in your head and keep it away from other people and that is a disservice to you and to everyone else that will benefit from those services. You know, we have to put things out there. And I feel if you've been given a gift and you've been given a vision and idea of something, you have to just test it. You know, what's the worst that can happen? Well, it didn't work this time. Maybe it just needs tweaking. You know, we've, we've got to, we've got to make a change. We have to start doing things. If you continue to do the same thing over and over again, you get the same results and you know, you don't want that. So try different things try to see what works what doesn't work it's all a big test just to see what works best for you really and if you're so scared of failing and you're already but you're already so unhappy in the situation you're in right now what is literally the actual worst like you just stay in this situation and you've like failed something else but you're still in that same situation you're like fine well i'm still here but oh it might work oh it's working oh my gosh it's working I can get out of that thing that I'm already in, but at least in America, we're so trained to go to school, get a job, and then just stay in that job that at least here, like people who like start entrepreneurial things are either like crazy overachievers and people are like, can't ever do that or crazy idea people. And people are like, I don't want to do that. I want my safe, secure everything. And I'm not telling you to quit your day job and start a business that you've never uh, tried. I am 100% not telling you that. I do love the like burn the boats idea where you go all in. Please do not quit your full day, your day job. If you've never once in your life even created a new product or a service, please don't do that. I'm telling you to start, but I'm telling you to start responsibly, pay your bills, start responsibly, Um, feed your children, pay your rent priorities uh but you know in like the small pieces of your day like I was making up the ideas for my business on my bus ride to my day job like on the notes in my phone just like oh I got this idea what bet I could do this I'm just sitting on a bus going to work just having an idea take a voice note Mm -hmm. write it on a post-it note uh just get the idea on paper somewhere. That way you can think about it because your subconscious mind, once you give it an objective, once you're like, I would like to do this, it will find every way possible to make that a reality for you because your brain is smart. You don't realize it, but your brain is smart. Mm -hmm. It really, really is. And as you said, once you've once you've seen something that you want, you know, you've got that little vision of something that you would want to achieve, your mind goes out of its way to find things to back that up for you. And I agree, you know, don't jump out of your job unless you've got some kind of security, some kind of financial security, but definitely test your ideas. And I feel that 
whilst you're in work, testing your ideas is probably the safest way to do this as well. You know, it gives you that security a little bit. So I'll test it. I was the same as you. I would be sitting there on my lunch break, eating my food, but also putting ideas into the notes part of my phone. And the iPhones are amazing. You know, I've loved the voice recorder. I've recorded so many things in there. Ideas, social media posts, people I would like to speak to, connect with, collaborate with. You can do all of this whilst you're working. And if you want a way where you still feel comfortable and relatively safe, you can do that whilst building your business on the side as well. You know, you can do exactly. that Exactly. There's, you can do so many things on the side and with social media these days, you can put your idea out there and just see how it's received and see if that's where you want to keep going while in the comfort of your day job. Starting a business doesn't have to fully replace your life. You could just have a really great corporate job that like has all these great benefits because in America, we do not have free healthcare in any way, shape or form. So corporate America has got healthcare. So kind of, kind of miss that some days, definitely sort of miss uh, my fancy healthcare benefits, not going to lie. But it's like, if you have like a job that you enjoy, but it's not your like focused passion, you can still do that on the side. Share what you love because people, people want to work with people who love what they do. Just don't go into business in something that you think is just going to make you money. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's probably not going to go super great. Go into business doing something that you really enjoy. It's powerful to you. I mean, people can feel your energy anyway, and they can feel if you don't like something, if you really don't want to be there, you really don't want to do it. They can feel that energy. So do what you enjoy. And if in America, obviously in the UK, we do get free healthcare here. But in America, (laughs) if you guys don't, and you know you've got a job and you're healthy whilst being there, so you know it's not impacting your health while being at work, and you're able to stay there for a while, then most definitely build that business on the side. I mean, we live in an era now where most people have got a side hustle or something else they want to do whilst they're still in their corporate job. So you can have the benefit of both worlds if if you'd like to as well. Yeah, you're not limited, y'all. You're literally like no limits. I'm here for no limits. Do what you wanna do, do what you gotta do. And just, again, we have one life. There is no reason to think that your life at time here has to just be this miserable soul sucking thing. Cause I totally used to think that I'm like, this is as good as it's going to get. This is just, this is it. I have this job and I go here 60 hours a week and that's all I'm going to do. And that's all I'll ever do. Cause that's all my parents did. And that was what my grandparents did. And now my grandparents are like retired and living it up. And I was like, yeah, when I'm like 65, I'm going to get to travel and do some stuff. And now I'm like, I mean, post COVID, I'm going to be on an airplane all of the time. As soon as I am fully vaccinated and literally the rest of the world opens up again to America, because most things are still closed to us because we handled this badly. Like I'm going to buy them plane tickets and I'm going to go because I don't want to have to wait until I am potentially a frail old woman to see the world. It's just not, there's too much exciting things out there to just, you know, trap yourself in a situation that you don't want to be in. 
There are, and I mean, there, there's tons of people out there who, where they love their job and they can balance um, their lifestyle with their work. But there's also a lot of people who don't, and you know, they're trapped in jobs sometimes. And I was like you, you know, I had my work before where I was, I was working in corporate as well. And I thought the same for myself, that every day is going to be the same thing. I would see my children for a couple of hours on the evening if I was lucky. Um, and that I'd be there until I was 65. And it's a shame that we're not taught. Actually, there are other options. You just got to think outside of the box. You've got to be willing to take a risk that most people won't. But there are other options out there. You know, and as soon as I'm able to, I'm getting on a plane. I'm going anywhere, anywhere hot. <laughs> I'm never going to complain about TSA lines ever again, <laughs> because I'm just going to be so thankful. I'm like, yes, TSA, here, I have no liquids. I have no water. I've been dehydrated in this line for an hour. I don't care. These are yeah. other humans. I'm ready. Yes. Check my bag. Perfect. Um, yeah. COVID has taught us a lot about uh, appreciating things. Cause growing up, I never traveled anywhere. And then as soon as I was an adult, I was like, yeah, this is the norm. No big deal. Oh, I'm just stuck in an airport. I had this terrible layover. And now I'm like, I would give so many things to have a layover. Yeah. I'm so ready. Just like, you know, even just like week weekend trips, it's not a thing. Cause we've been in lockdown for over a year now. Like, I lost my hotel job at the beginning of last year for it. And like my husband and I, he's a web developer. So he was already at home, but like we've been home for a year. We are, we are ready for adventure, but you know, we'll be ready for it. Um, so if you could go back and hang out with yourself on your 18th birthday, I used to do this question when they were younger, but now I'm like, be legal adults. Is, it, is 18 actually a legal adult where you are? Okay. Go back to being a legal adult where all of a sudden, you know, you're a grown up and you're like, yeah, I'm 18. I'm an adult. When you decide that you're totally an adult after one day, because <laughs> like, I, I certainly decided that I was definitely an adult on my 18th birthday. <laughs> Oh, how foolish it was. But if you can go back and hang out with 18-year-old birthday you while you eating that cake, what would you tell her? Oh my gosh, I would tell her to have fun, have as much fun as possible. Life doesn't have to be as serious as what you think it is or what you will think it is. Um, I will tell her to take as many risks as possible as well. Safe risks, risks within reason. Um and to also not be afraid to be her, be the real her. Um, you know, as I was growing up, I didn't grow up in a rich household or anything by any means. And I wasn't, I was probably in year four. And my childhood, it, it was difficult in some aspects and getting to 18 and thinking I'm an adult right now, I could do whatever I like, but then still having those labels like, well, you come from here, so you can't do this. And you come from this background, so you can't do that either. I had all of this creativity, but didn't express it. And I would, I would tell her, express all of, all of that genius, express your creativity, try as many things as you can, and don't be afraid of hearing no. No, no just stands for a next opportunity. It doesn't mean it's the be all and end all of everything. 
It's just get ready for a next opportunity. I've never heard that. Like, no, as next opportunity. Mm-hmm. That it, I'm going to get that tattooed on my face. Just like <laughs> in the mirror, like eyebrows, next opportunity. Let's go. <laughs> Dang, that's so, that's so impactful. And like, I know I, I have like a ton of younger people who listen to this podcast whenever I check like my analytics and I get feedback. They, I have a lot of college kids somehow, despite my not being in college for a long time. And I just love that. Like y'all are young. Y'all have the whole world open and available to you. And if you are in school right now and basically your whole college life turned into distance learning and you've managed to make that work. If you can make your college education fully on Zoom work, you can make anything work. If you have managed to do that at this point, like half school, not school, if you are living your life, still attending Zoom classes, still still just like living you can actually do anything. Like we have made it through a global pandemic for the most part. Mm-hmm. There are no rules. There are no rules to anything. You can do anything. I've loved seeing so many people this last year have to pivot and to do new things and to experiment and be like, how can I make money oh, I can make money doing this stuff. And I'm just like, yes, yes, you can make money doing literally anything. Literally anything is there's a market for on the internet somewhere. You can make money doing anything, y'all. And I want you to step into that power and know that you are allowed to do it. You are allowed to start. You are allowed to, you are allowed to be creative. You are allowed. And, you know, not that I'm overruling anything that your parents told you, you are allowed to do the thing that you want to do that makes you happy. You are allowed to do the thing that makes you happy. Yeah, absolutely. You are allowed. And it's about giving yourself that permission. Give yourself that permission to to be creative, to try something new, think outside of the box. You know, like when you think of things or when we all think of things, we, we think of negative things a lot of the times, but you know, if negativity exists, positivity has to as well. So, you know, that's also an option to to have a positive outcome out of all of this. Whenever you're having that negative thought, like think about it and be like, okay, what's the opposite of this? So if all of this goes wrong, well, what if all of it goes right? What if even one part of it goes right? Why does all of it have to fail? What if only like this one thing fails? You don't, it's not an all or nothing attitude. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be all or nothing. You don't have to, you won't be successful if you didn't make a hundred K in one month, y'all. Like if you made 99,000, yeah, $99,000, that's freaking awesome. But if your measure of success is a hundred, like give, like, like bring it down, like, like, be proud of whatever it is that you achieve at every step, like celebrate every step of the journey that you're on. And I encourage you to start right now, today, write down the idea. If that's all you do, celebrate that. 
if you're like, I have this idea and you write it down, celebrate it. If you Google how to make that idea happen, celebrate that. Celebrate your research, your process, because it's a journey. And if you're only waiting for the perfect ending result, you are going to have a shitty time because I did. I did. Because I was like, oh, when I get there, when I when I get over the hill, I'm, it's going to be great. Mm-hmm. You're just going to be trudging up that mountain without any water, just sad as all get out. Don't trudge up the mountain sad. Bring snacks. Have a good time. <laughs> Take some pictures. Enjoy the journey. Take some pictures. Yes. Enjoy the journey. And you know, we, like we do that sometimes when I get to that destination, that's when I'll be happy. But it's about finding joy in every moment. And as you said, Cassie, you've researched the idea. Celebrate. You know, you've, you've found different way of doing things. Celebrate. You've brainstormed all the crazy, wacky, creative things that you can do to make money. Celebrate because you're already started on that journey now. Yeah, you're already thinking differently. So it's definitely about enjoying the journey and taking pictures along the way. Because it's going to be a good time. So my dear, what are you most looking forward to for the rest of 2021 besides uh, airplanes? Oh, besides holidays, I can't wait. (laughs) So as far as my business goes, um, I've got a new program coming out called Conscious Genius. And it helps women to move from a place of feeling like an imposter in their business to identifying their genius and how to build their life and their business around that genius. I've got speaking engagements coming up. I cannot wait to have a personal in-person speaking engagement. I love them. (laughs) And I really want to start planning retreats as well. Just as soon as the world opens back up, I feel like the world is more oyster. It's, it's going to be so exciting because I had never really gone to a, like a lot of a live events and I really like just took all of that for granted because I go and I was like, yeah, cool. I met all these new people. Cool. Yeah. I'll, I'll see y'all at the next one. Oh, wait, there's not a next one for however long. So as soon as it's a thing, I'm going to everything. I want to, I just want to, I'm, I am such a painful introvert that like a lot of quarantine has been fine for me, but even I'm getting to the point where I'm like, I just want to hug a stranger. I don't even care. I just (laughs) want to be around, not my husband, love him to death. We are here all together all day. I just want to hug a stranger. Like one time I want to high five somebody. I want to cry. Be like, yeah, we can do this with any person. Like I want that energy and all of that. I'm just very excited for all of that. And I will have everything uh, linked for you in the show notes here so people can find you, connect with you, get into that conscious genius program and just live it up because yeah, the world is your oyster. And no matter what your situation is right this second, You can do something today to make your mindset at the very least 1% better. And and just, you know, have those those positive thoughts, take messy freaking action, and you will be astounded at what transformations you can have with just a a little bit of effort every day. Mm-hmm. for however however long it takes there's no timeline there's no 
There's no end goal. This is your life. Start Mm -hmm. living it, y'all. Start living it. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me, Cassie. It has been amazing. And thank you to everyone listening as well. And, you know, Cassie's just finished this on the right note. Take messy, imperfect action. It is your life. You start now. And no matter how long it takes you, you'll see the effects of your work at some point. So best of luck, everyone. Thank you.